Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Barbershops, dime bags, and dice games. Thug ass niggas, pretty women with them nice frames. I came up from the slums, doing dirty Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes. Remember, you could catch our music on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We have two singles out right now. Big Faces and Get Biz, Get Big. On iTunes, check them out. Absolutely. Apple Music, Google Play. All that much. good stuff. Uh, Spotify. Yeah. Um, check out our page on YouTube, Audio Apes. Pretty much everything Audio Apes. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud at Hanging With Apes. And pretty soon we hope to be on iTunes and you can listen to the podcast there. So, I don't know, is this our first podcast or our I don't know. It's eighth it's podcast. Of... <laughs> it's kind of weird because we actually uh had started this podcast journey a while back and then, you know, we kind of got derailed, uh lost focus a little bit and we stopped doing the podcast for a while. Now we decided to pick it back up and kind of take a different route with it. So, I don't know what uh what exactly number this is but i guess i guess it's like a rebirth so rebirth yeah so i guess you could consider it our first the the comeback yeah so (laughs) for those of you that don't know much about us there are obviously people out there that do know about us but for the ones that don't know uh we're a rap group from the city of chicago um comprised of three members k cartoon rx phonics and dc the great Grew up rapping in lunchrooms, the whole, you dig, um, started getting into this music thing pretty heavy, now we got music out there, we do shows, all that good stuff, so hit us up, like us, follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check Why? out our website too, audioapesmusic.com. Absolutely. That, there you can find out a little bit more about us, uh, we all have our bios in there, we have all our current music videos and, and songs. And if you really want to support, you can donate. Donate. And you can also buy our music on iTunes if you really want to support. So uh, buy it now. Check us out. Um, why do we do a podcast? Like, what, what, what do you do a podcast for? Why do you like podcasting? Well, I mean, we we do music, and I think we 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 th- there's only like a certain angle that that we come from with the music. So I think that. Uh, with this, we're able to kind of be ourselves instead of just making a song, which I'm not saying making a song is bad, but I'm saying we, there's only uh, three minutes we get to talk about something we, we care about or, or we're thinking about. With podcasting, you know, we could stay current with, with things that happen with, you know, on the news and social media. And I think you, you guys get to know us better, whoever uh, listens to our podcast. Yeah, I agree. I feel like with music, it's sort of a a structured way to get your point across and mm-hmm. you you more or less have certain rules you need to follow and with a podcast you don't necessarily have those rules um and you could you have a chance to get more in depth about certain topics and issues and stuff like that and i mean we live in a world full of topics and issues and crazy stuff happening and I mean, we're we're from the South Side of Chicago. For God's sake! I mean, we yeah. don't even have to go too far to you know oh, talk yeah. about or yeah, have the, things yeah. to talk about. The, the news is literally right outside our front door. Like 
they're out there right now. Like if I stepped out there, I'd see the Channel Seven and Channel Five, <laughs> Channel Two vans. Like they're literally outside my front door right now. They want to know what we're going to be talking about in our absolutely. podcast. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun and it's fun for us. We hope it's fun for you guys listening. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I hope it's thought provoking. You know, I hope people that listen to this podcast and question and challenge themselves and because we do think outside the box we're not your typical south side guys of chicago um there are members in our group i'm not going to say who that might actually like trump it's it's crazy but it's it's possible you just you don't know i'm not saying there are but if there are i'm not going to say who but uh <laughs> isn't that funny though yeah we're like you come from the south side or you come from like an urban environment and you're sort of stigmatized for liking a certain person is because it's like there's sort of like this unwritten rule or unwritten code that if like you're from a certain place or from a certain background or of a certain culture yeah you can't like somebody it's like oh man you ain't real or you ain't you ain't latino you ain't black you ain't yeah if you yeah. like this person when I mean, I think that's sort of closed-minded. Yeah, I, th- I think um, where we come from, actually, not even where we come from. I think people just, wherever people come from and whatever box they're in, uh, the people surrounding that area or that community think a certain way. And, and that doesn't mean that it's the right way. That doesn't mean it's the wrong way. But that doesn't mean that you have to think that way. And um, we see that a lot here. And I think you see that a lot uh, in a lot of places where you know, oh, hey, you know, we're we're from the, this culture and uh, we think this way. So if you don't, then you're wrong and we're right. And I think that, you know, that's very close-minded. And, and and I think with this podcast, it's a good opportunity to kind of see inside the mind of, of, first of all, guys who do music, uh, rap music, and then not put them in a box, you know? Like we get to talk about different things, like you said. Um, and and like I said, not not uh not be cliche about it just be ourselves yeah, you know a- absolutely not be cliche at all think outside the box i feel like sometimes where we're from not all the time but sometimes people in order to i guess stay cool and and look cool they'll sort of negate facts like you yeah. won't look at facts they'll just oh well no this is what everybody's doing this is what everybody's saying so this is what i'm going to do and this is what i'm going to say and well, I think that it's harmful behavior. Yeah, I mean, I think we, uh, first of all, people, they mix emotion with logic sometimes. And, I mean, the thing is this, when, or they don't, they they, they confuse emotion with, emotion with logic because you might feel a certain way. That doesn't mean that is wrong. That's just, hey, I feel this way and that person feels that that way and, Hey, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe it's good to have different opinions. I feel that in society now, more more than ever, actually, you kind of see people be mad about disagreeing. You know what I mean? Right. And and I feel like, well, no. I mean, you don't have to agree. I, 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 I that's what was cool about America in general. And now you see you see that like you see someone wear a fur coat, and someone gets so offended, and they have to like. 
get in an uproar and grab a group of people and be like, hey, what the fuck? He's wearing a fur coat. I love it. You know, but the fact of the matter remains that if that person wanted to wear a fur coat, they can because it's America and we live in a, you know what I mean? Exactly. So I, I feel like uh, now more than ever, it's like people, I think they're afraid, afraid of like being themselves or, or, or if not like, when they see something different, they don't accept it. And they're like, oh. And I think it's unfair, too, because then there's certain things that you see that, oh, well, I don't accept that. And we're not supposed to accept that. You see what I mean? Right. So it's like a double standard with certain things. Do you feel like maybe there's sort of uh, an identity crisis with people? Because that's what I feel. I feel like the reason why so many people are willing to join hordes of other people that are protesters or or you know against this and against that and if you really talk to some of these people a lot of them don't even really have the facts straight and don't even really know the core values of what it is that they're protesting but because so many people out there sort of have like an identity crisis and they don't really know who they are or what to believe in it's like well, let me try this. Well, let me try that. And then when they're confronted or challenged about it, they get upset because inherently they didn't have a good foundation to begin with. Because if somebody, okay, you're you're a rapper and you like rap. Do people that don't like rap, do, do they bother you? Do they offend you? Do they throw you off your square? No, not no, at all. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm and that's because you have a, a core foundation in rap and in hip hop. You understand it, you understand the culture, you understand how it works, and you understand what it's about. Yeah. So And it's it, not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. Exactly. <laughs> and you understand that. So somebody that's like anti rap, they don't particularly bother you or upset you or you know, you don't lose sleep over it. You know, you might be willing to get in a debate with them about it, but you don't get to the point where you want to silence them and 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 have them lose their job because they don't like crap whereas other yeah. people there are literally people out there that are disagreeing with certain groups in society and people are trying to have them lose their job yeah and i i don't know i don't know i mean part of it i think it is identity crisis but then part of it i don't know i think it's i don't know what to call it ego like it's just bad because people feel entitled, I think, now. Like, people feel like, I don't know, it's just greedy. Like, for example, let's talk about this gorilla thing, right? People really made a, a huge deal about this this gorilla getting, getting killed. And, I mean, I've seen people debate. Well, let, let's give a little backstory on, yeah. on the gorilla thing. So, yeah. in a zoo in Cincinnati, there's a gorilla named Harambe, I believe it was. A uh, little four-year-old boy jumps into the the area, the gorilla area, the habitat of of the of the gorilla. He falls in. Uh, the gorilla at first grabs him, isn't real hostile towards the child, but before long, the gorilla is like swinging and dragging that kid through the water, and and the gorilla starts to seem to like he's getting more aggressive. So the zoo has to act, and they end up, you know fatally shooting the gorilla, killing him to save the kid's life. Now, you know, 
back to the point you were making about the people that are against the fact that the gorilla got killed. Yeah, so, you know, okay, first of all, it is a tragedy. You don't want to see a gorilla um, get killed because that's just some negative shit. But the fact of the matter is you have people who have spent their whole life uh, to a profession to be in the zoo and, 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 you know, they're experts of that. And they made a decision to kill the gorilla to, to save a human life. Now, whether you agree with that or not, I've heard, uh, I've debated with people and it, it's almost seems like people, it's it's like it was their gorilla. Like, like (laughs) they raised the gorilla and like, they really felt so personal about this gorilla. Like where like a week ago, they weren't even thinking about gorillas at all. Any gorilla, right? Yeah. Which it just makes me feel like people care just because you're told to care. I don't know. And, And it's just like, and then. And then not only do you care all of a sudden now, but now it's like it's a, such a personal thing in your heart that like, oh, th- the people who did this must die. And and then you, you abandon all logic, which is, again, you had experts who dis- who decided on this. And, and, and then you hear people talk about like the mom and the kid. They should let the kid die. The yeah, mom, I've heard she, that. she should be she she should be arrested. And and, you know, we're human. I mean, yeah, mistakes happen. Shit happens. Um, yeah, it happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. I feel like as a parent now, I don't have kids, but I'd imagine, you know, as a parent, when you're in a place like that, you know, with strangers, animals, different things going on and you have a four year old child. I'd imagine you'd want your awareness level to be a little bit heightened. So. You know, there is a level of responsibility that falls on the parent. But of course, I understand with kids, you can look away for a split second and turn back and the kid is running off somewhere. So I can't I can't necessarily totally blame the mom or uh, the parents. Well, the dad wasn't there, but it was funny because in the news, like they I don't know if you saw, they brought up like the dad's criminal past and criminal history. <laughs> like, I don't know what that had to do at all with the. With the situation at hand, but anyway, but uh, makes no sense. But accidents happen, and that was indeed an accident. I'm sure the mom didn't go to the zoo that day, you know, with the intent of her child falling 14 feet. Yeah, <laughs> We're, I, I want a gorilla to die tonight. Right, you know. So, um, but then the situation transpired, and they were like, "Yo, we got to kill the gorilla. Like, we don't. There's no tranquilizer that's going to work instantly." If we shoot the tranquilizer, it's go- all it's going to do is uh, enrage the gorilla. He's going to be aggressive. He has the kid. He could kill him at any moment. Yeah. We got to act. And the only thing we could do is is fatally shoot the gorilla. And and and, and I'm going to say this. You know, the experts decided on that. I think, you know, they know better than I do and better than anybody who's tweeting right now about it or putting Instagram uh, posts about it. And and to me, it's it's like I said, I I feel like if I was to debate with someone right now and say how I felt, they'll be like, oh, so then you wanted the gorilla to die? No, no, I didn't want the gorilla to die. Oh, so so then so then they shouldn't have killed the gorilla, and then they they get real offensive about it. Where it's like, hey, you know what? Shit happens. Shit, I mean, someone is dying right now from a mistake. You know, absolutely. So it's just you know things happen, and people people I don't know they seem overly sensitive uh nowadays 
just in just in general yeah that's very true i uh it's odd to me though like so many people because i've seen the comments that are okay with the kid dying though like <laughs> Like, like people have actually said that. Like, yeah, oh, know. well, he fell in there. Why does the gorilla have to lose his life? And then people try to make it a racial thing before they found out that the kid was black. At first, they thought the kid was white, and they were saying, oh. Which is dumb, because you could clearly see that that was a black kid. Right. I, I was able to, but regardless, it has no point in the matter. Right, but there's people out there that try to make these things, like, issues that they're not. Try to create something, like, literally out of nothing and i don't know i don't know i feel like that's just the culture we live in today a real a real sensitive uh uh race baiting gender baiting culture like everybody wants to no but you see every pick a fight yeah it's it's not they they it's like media right now is very irresponsible very irresponsible because and and this is just in general with, with certain things because yeah, on one hand you see race baiting, but then you see certain things that seem unfair to me at least. And uh, like for example, the whole Bill Cosby thing. I know it's it's kind of it's kind of old, but I just want to bring up that point because I think that's very, very, very like not fair at all. And what I mean by that is like. If right now I was to say that you just fucking slapped the shit out of me, right? Right. <laughs> like, does that mean everyone has to believe it? And also, how could you prove that? I mean, obviously, if the mics were off and you didn't actually do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And And it's like now you could, something can happen on the news and it could be a completely wrong story and the media, like, botches it and then makes something bad happen because of it. And... And it's I don't know it's unfair and I and I feel that that happens more often now than than it happened before with the media, right? Before in the past, like media outlets, if they were to say like something false and they were sort of uh, you know approached about it, they'd have to do these things called retractions, where like they'd put out an article or or or, or a broadcast saying, oh, you know what, we got this wrong, we were wrong about this. You know, our apologies, this and that. And, you know, it's the responsible thing to do. If you're out here saying a whole bunch of wrong information, misinformation, it's your responsibility to let the people know who you misinformed in the first place. Like, hey, we were wrong about this. This is really the situation. This is really what's going on. And instead, you know, uh, they don't. They just run with it and they just go with it. And it's, it's funny because... Uh, Trump, he actually calls them out on that. Yeah, he calls yeah, he them does. out on that a lot. Like you're saying this and you're wrong about it, and you don't have any integrity. You got to get something, some integrity. And now, because he's calling them out on it, other people are starting to call them out on it, and it's start, it's starting to become a thing, which is good. I think that's healthy. I I mean, yeah, these are people that we depend on. We look to to provide us with a, a a degree of information of truthfulness yeah and 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 got to do it and and i think uh this is amplified too by social media because i mean any little news that they find oh right away boom mm-hmm. like you know uh was it yesterday i think it was i don't even want to know i don't want to say what what um team it was i know it was a baseball team the report was at that moment when they released that 
was that Muhammad Ali was was in critical condition, and you know he was, which rest in peace, Muhammad Ali, rest um, in peace. true champion. But um, he uh he was in his he was still alive, but the the team actually said rest in peace on on the like t- the little Titantron. Oh wow! And people were like, oh man, Muhammad Ali died. I mean, it just so happens that he did die later on that day, but it just goes to show that. Or that night, because he died, uh, what was it, like 11-ish. Um, it goes to show that people are just in a rush. Oh, right, yeah. and and how uh. misinformation can spark emotion. Yeah. It can spark emotion, and, and that emotion can cause problems and trouble depending on what the situation is. So, yeah, absolutely, there has to be... Uh, more responsibility in in the media. I agree one hundred percent with that. And and not so much bias. Like I don't care what your point is. It's just just say what happened, and let people choose. You know, like don't say you know innocent guy, uh, you know is killed by horrible guy. Like how do you know that? Because you found a picture that looks like where this guy is good right. and this guy is bad. Like don't. Just the, the guy that's horrible, according to the news, might be saving somebody's life or saving his own life. Self, you know, yeah. self defense. It could be a, a number of things, but they, you know, they put it out and make conclusions, and then people go by those conclusions that the news makes for them. Uh, something sort of related, touching on the 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 whole irresponsibility aspect of things. This is more so in social media. You know the Ghostbusters movie is coming out. You oh, know, the okay. one with the the Melissa McCarthy and uh, you know the other three females and whatnot. Looks really bad, by the way. Right, and right. Now, I don't know if you know this, but right now that's the most disliked trailer in YouTube history. Damn. Uh, yeah, it is. Jesus. And you know, a bunch of feminists came out <laughs> and they started saying, "You see, that's the problem." Four strong, funny, independent women get together to make a movie and it gets hated on by all these men. Like if everybody that's disliking it is a man, is a man. Exactly. So and then recently, you know, Hillary Clinton, she spoke about it. She did. Yeah, she's she's not about the particular like controversy of of the, the feminist, but saying something along the lines of how. She's uh, excited about the movie because it represents four women, uh, and, you know, empowered and, and funny and, and you know, pretty much doing what four men did. And, you know, that's the whole third wave feminist thing is anything a man can do, I can do better or equally as good and that whole thing. Now, there's a few things I want to say about this. Number one, both trailers of the movie are not funny. They're, they're just not. The jokes, the See, jokes are not funny. Yeah. Like it's, and it's not a woman thing because people loved Bridesmaids. It was I, a good movie. It was a good movie. I, I like Bridesmaids. So like when somebody comes out and says, oh, you don't like it because it's, it's women. No, that's not the case. It's because it's not funny. No. If it was fucking four guys doing the same shit that these women are doing, I'd also think it's not funny. Yeah. And then to to top it off, you're touching subject matter that has already been done and done very well. Classics. Exactly. So you got to understand the realm that you're entering. 
And if you're not fit for combat, if you're not war ready and you get beat, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Yeah, yeah. But, and, I mean, you don't see anyone complain about Star Wars. That had a female lead, you know. Exactly. And, and a guy, a minority, like, who was it? Um, I forgot the character's name. It was a black dude. Mm-hmm. And it was a good movie. All the leads in that movie were, oh, yeah, were minorities because yeah, the Hispanic, Hispanic right? guy. Yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. It was all minorities, and then the lead was a female. And it was a, a, a good movie. And the villain was a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I just realized that. Damn. You it's know, just fucked up. I know when that came out, I know we talked about it a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, do you feel like that was done on purpose, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't feel like that happened organically. No, that I was felt like that purpose. was done on purpose. Now it worked, so yeah, I'm yeah. not mad about it. Yeah, but you could definitely tell that it's like, all right, well, we're gonna put my a female, <laughs> yeah, a black guy, a Hispanic, you know, especially in like today's day and age, they wanted uh, Disney and and Star Wars and J.J. Abrams. They wanted to avoid that whole wave of of controversy Hell and yeah. fucking. They did it on purpose. Sensitive ass millennials yeah. talking talking mess about Star Wars, which is fucked up because we're millennials. But yeah. I mean, we are. Like, yeah, we the are. generation is sensitive as fuck. No, absolutely. That's one of the things we're known for. But 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 the fact of the matter remains, it's a good movie. No one's talking shit about it. Um, Ghostbusters, horrible. Oh yeah, and the CGI. Like I don't know. It's just I don't like the CGI. It's too cartoony. I don't know. I felt like you're in 2016. Do something cool with it. Yeah. I don't know. It just looks like it's going to be bad. It does. Absolutely. Yeah, but but um, but um, I do see that. I mean, like, with, with the whole the Star Wars thing. And, you know, you, you would like to see more minorities and, and more, you know, female leads. But that doesn't mean, like, it has to happen. I think people force it too much. Like, you know, with the Oscar So White thing, like... Maybe we should start making better movies as minorities. Right. Or maybe we should, you know, like, I don't know. Like, when you have what, what is it, um, Med- Med- the Medea movies? or Medea, yeah, like come on, man. Come on, dude. Or Latino, do we even make any movies? Shit. Like, oh, well, chasing, yeah. Chasing Papi. Yeah, Chasing and, Papi. And, what the and, fuck uh, is that? <laughs> uh, ladrones and shit like that. Like, But then course, at the same time, the guy who directed uh, The Revenant. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, of and course you're going to Birdman and quality films, good writing, good editing, good directing. Everything was good about the movie. And it got recognized for it. So you can't go into a, a realm and be subpar, mediocre, or, or just on some novice rookie stuff and yeah. expect to get the praise of somebody that's an elite. Yep. You just shouldn't expect it. Just like, just like if you were to get in a boxing ring. You know, like, and the guy's, he seems kind of weak. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm here to win. Right. And I feel like now, if with society now, because of millennials, it's always, oh, the guy who can't. You know, like, oh, poor mm-hmm. him. It's not about poor nobody. Like, we in, we in this bitch to win. That right. That's, I don't care who it is. Well, we live, we live in the age of fucking participation trophies like people are getting trophies for part participating like oh thanks for participating here and their trophies are the same size as the first second and third place and then you got some places in society that want to eliminate first second and third place because it makes the ones that didn't rank feel bad yeah what what is that 
you're supposed to feel bad that you lost. That's what makes you great. Like, look at, we were just talking about Muhammad Ali. Like, someone, go Google his name and his quotes and the things he says. Kobe, Michael Jordan. I mean, any any great that you could think of, like, that that's killer instinct. That's not, I'm not, oh, a poor guy. No, I'm, I'm going to be the best. So I'm going to practice I'm the best. I'm gonna do more than than whoever says that the they're the best, and that's just the mentality. I don't I don't feel that that's the mentality people push forward now. It's like oh everyone wins, everyone. No, yeah, that's. I, I think that's dangerous, honestly, because I feel like that sort of, in a way, takes away the incentive to work hard. And I mean, where would any of us be? Where would this country be? Where would the world be if people didn't work hard? Imagine like everybody that ever did anything great had that mentality of like, oh, well, I'm already a winner. Like, why, you know, why do anything else? Like, why strive for more? Why do this? You know, why go the extra mile? I'm a winner already. I think that's dangerous. It is. And and you're seeing that a lot with with millennials. You start seeing that. Like, it's like the whole, um, we're we're equal or like, you know, the whole Occupy Washer. Remember that? The whole, you know, like, why? Why is this happening to us? Well, I don't know. Maybe because you made bad choices and maybe you should reevaluate the choices you make in life to, you know, make better ones in the future. Not be mad that shit isn't going your way because things don't go our way. Even when we do things right, they don't go our way. It's just life is failure mostly. And through through failure, you learn and, mm-hmm. and, and you succeed. And I feel like we feel entitled to certain things. And and that's kind of the that's kind of like the the gift and the curse of being in America, like first world problems. We have first world problems. That's what it is. We don't know what it is to be thirsty and have third world problems. Or like right. you I know, agree. oh, I ate today. I agree. Y- yay me! You know, it's like oh, my iPhone fucking broke. I don't have a phone. I hate I hate anybody. You know, like yeah, you're right about that. Or or uh, I remember this. This really killed me. Was um, I don't know if. It, this was a while back where they said uh, "say no to capitalism." Uh, it was like yeah. a hashtag, yeah, which I found like very uh, ironic because they're on Twitter on an iPhone or on a Samsung saying "say no to capitalism," right? Totally utilizing <laughs> all things that capitalism created. Yeah, <laughs> so I, it's saying no to capitalism. It's just like that one time uh, I was Jesus. at uh, Six Flags Great America. And I seen a dude with a Che Guevara shirt. And, you know, for those out there that don't know who Che Guevara was, he was a big uh, promoter of communism. Well, anyway, he uh, this dude had a Che Guevara shirt but had a flash pass. And, you know, the flash pass allows you to jump in front of the line. Oh. It, it's, a total, <laughs> it's a total oxymoron. Like, you're oh. doing the very thing that, that Che Guevara would be against. You're... Because you had more money and you couldn't afford a flash pass, you have the privilege of going in front of the line, getting on the ride faster, getting on the ride more often. And and that was a privilege that you earned because whatever you did, you had the money or your parents had the money or you worked for it. Somehow you were privileged enough, which there's nothing wrong with privilege. You had that privilege to, to jump to the front of the line. But 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 the person that's on your shirt that you're clearly idolizing, he'd be very disappointed in you right now. He he would not condone this this behavior. <laughs> I don't know. 
He's probably turned in his grave. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what's funny. <laughs> uh, coming to think of it, because remember, again, emotion and logic. People don't put the two and two together. I'm not saying, you know, don't feel emotional about things, but be logical. Like, look look at what you're doing. You're making fun of yourself. Right. Are you thinking about what you're doing? Like, is, is this even registering with you at all? You know? I don't fucking make sense. <laughs> Do you feel there's any realm, though, pertaining to millennials where our generation might be uh, misrepresented a little bit? Because I, I feel... I, I feel like we get a very bad rap, but I also feel like there's a good number of millennials that don't necessarily... Well, I, let me rephrase it. I feel like there's a, a good number of millennials that aren't accurately represented in social media. I feel like a lot of the numbers that come out, you know, the the statistics, the, the sort of bad-mouthing of yeah. millennials... I feel like that's sort of directed at the social media people that are like on, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat all the time, the college campus kids. Yeah. But there's a lot of us, because just based off people I know personally, yeah. that aren't really represented in all of that negative uh, outlook. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, um, but I think in in general, People are generalized, you know, and you kind of not everyone's going to fit that mold, you know, right. like you could always say, oh, yeah, most men would do this or most women would do that. But that's most men and most women, right. not, not all every men, single person. Right. But but yeah, I, I do agree. I think people always focus on the negative because, for example, I, I could see millennials having more capital than other generations. And because because of the recession, for example, like. You're weary of, of buying a house. Mm-hmm. That's a big investment. So if you're not buying a house and you're not committing yourself to a house, are you, or do you have more? You know what I mean? I, I feel like there's more. There's certain things we still we haven't focused on because we focus on the, on the negative. Right. But, credit cards. There's a lot of them that are terrified of credit cards. Because yeah. along with the recession, not only was like they're the, the housing crisis, but also, you know, people in, in massives, massive amounts of debt. And uh, just a, a overall lack of knowledge when it comes to finances. And I feel yeah. like it's one of those things where rather than, you know, learn from the recession, people jumped from to another extreme where they just yeah. didn't want, like, anything to do with money aside from, like, just the basic uses of it, you know, yeah. your everyday uses of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of weird because it could be like a lost generation. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like it'll be because right now there's a lot of potential, like, you know, in any recession, there's potential if you make right the right choices, I feel. And and like, I feel that because a lot of people our age, we were also kind of misguided by parents, by yeah. parenting. Um, a lot of bad information thrown our way. Yeah, like I'm wondering, like, could you learn that later in life, or you know what I mean? Because I don't know. It's it's kind of a it's a weird thing. First of all, like statistically, we're actually the worst off um, generation. Mm-hmm. Was it the first time ever in America that where right, a generation well, has been worse off than the last? Which yeah, well, last we're, generation? We're, pro- X, right? we're projected to do worse than the generation before us. Yeah, and like you know, like things like. 
retirement and shit like that. That's bad. But then you start seeing kind of like, I don't want to say the good, but you start seeing a, a like a, a switch in numbers. Like there's not a lot of them that have kids, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, just not a lot of their money is tied. And if it is, it's going to be college mm-hmm. shit, right? So it, it's kind of weird, like, where where we'll go from, from there. What I do know is, you know, the generation before or after us, they're going to kind of be better off. There's going to be kind of like a fresh start. It's kind of like, I, don't, I think you had mentioned it, that whole thing with the Freakonomics about this whole generation that didn't exist. Right. Well, it's uh, in, in the movie Freakonomics, they talk about when... Uh, Roe versus Wade was passed, which was essentially what made abortion legal in the United States. Um, because of that, they feel like that sort of uh, down the road caused crime to decrease because there was a whole generation of Wait, unwanted what? children okay. not born, you know, because, you know, the moms could get abortions and, you know... So so it was legalized. Right. So it was legalized. It became legal. And uh, a generation and a half, two generations down the road, crime dramatically decreased in the United States. And a lot of economists tribute that to Roe versus Wade because those children at that would have been born at the time that crime finally decreased. Yeah didn't exist. So what they're saying is the reason why the crime decreased is because now that abortion is legal, a lot of unwanted children are not born and yeah. unwanted children end up being, you know, criminals because they're they're neglected or, yeah. you know, they're they're born into bad situations, poor situations, ghetto, you know, all the all the the environmental elements yeah. that create criminals. Yeah, cuz uh statistically speaking, uh single Parent homes mm-hmm. is more dis- the, like the kids end up being more dysfunctional. So if you li- if, if you legalize it, you know, which which is a thing that's kind of like a iffy like subject. For example, I, I I don't feel that I would be able to abort or would want to, but I don't feel that I I don't feel that you should be told if you can or can't. And I feel people don't find that middle ground. I, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. I feel the same way. I don't think me personally, I'd be okay with, you know, my girlfriend getting an abortion yeah. if she were to become pregnant. But I just because I believe that, I don't feel like I have the right to tell somebody else what they can and can't do. What I will say, though, is if you do want an abortion and if you are going to get one, you shouldn't expect the government to pay for it. Yeah. You should find out, figure out how you're going to pay for it. That's what I'm against is yeah. government paying for it. Exactly. Do what you got to do. Find the doctor. Come up with the money somehow. But I don't think it's fair for taxpayers to have to pay for that. Yeah. Because that wasn't their, their whatever caused it, whether it was a mistake, accident, irresponsibility, whatever you want to call it, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. They didn't cause it. You did. So you figure it out and you deal with it. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my stance on it. And, you know, going back to what you said, like about, you know, you don't think you would, but I don't feel that, you know, you have the right to tell someone else. How do you feel about the whole uh, transgender bathroom thing? Because that's been getting a lot of 
you know, he, I don't know if you saw that poster too with the little kid that was a girl. No, I didn't. Like it, it, it was like, it was a poster that a mom put like as propaganda for, for the whole uh, transgender bathroom thing where they had uh, a little girl on the, on the poster. Mm-hmm. But then I said, this is my son. Would you let him go into the uh, boys bathroom like this? Which I thought was messed up. Cause first of all, as a kid, if I'm six years old, I'm not thinking about, the, oh, I want to be a woman or I want to be a man. I'm just right. thinking about, oh, let's go play. Ta-. Well, in today's day and age, it'd probably be some game on Facebook. But right. you know what I'm saying? Like in our generation, it would have been like, you know, it or tag or some shit. Yeah. Or, hey, man, let's let's go bike riding. Let's go yeah. fuck some shit up. Now, oh, I want to be, a, I, think, I think I'm ready to be a woman now. Yeah, <laughs> Give man. Me a, give I, me a, a pill. It's, it's, it's. That that's a, a a real slippery slope, and it's a crazy situation with everything that's going on. But I see, feel like that law, though, you know, the whole bathroom law. Yeah. In all honesty, I feel like it only really protects creeps because think about it. Think about <laughs> this it. This would be interesting. Th- think about it. You got people that are are already you know they're transgender, and they're making an effort to look like the opposite sex, you're really not even going to know that they're using, you know, if it's a woman look that looks like a man, you're not going to know it's a woman using the, ma- the male washroom because she's taking the effort to look like a man and vice versa. So that's not, that's not much of an issue where the thing kind of gets a little bit weird and, and sort of scary is... We know for a fact that we have a lot of pedophiles out there. We know for a fact we have a lot of creeps, child pornographers out there. How do you feel if you have an eight-year-old sister, an eight-year-old daughter, and she goes in the washroom, not even eight, maybe 10, 11, 12, she's in the washroom, and some male man, grown man, walks in, and because he identifies as a woman... Hey, it's cool. You can't do anything about it. No, I, but you look like a man. It's not. No, it, but it, see, I identify as a woman. Exactly. It, it's <laughs> it's it's a it, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And right now, actually, uh, the uh, Chicago Board of Schools they're uh, they're in a, a lawsuit battle right now because there's a bunch of parents that got together and said this is not okay, and we're suing because. While our child is at school, it's the school's job to keep them safe. And we don't feel like they're safe with this bathroom law. We no. don't feel like they're safe. And as a parent, it it makes sense. Yeah. Like you have a kid and you don't feel comfortable with that. And are we really, is it really discrimination for asking somebody to yeah. use the washroom of, of the, the gender that they're born? No. The sex that they I are? I don't think so. Now, okay. Now you have people out there that say, "Well, it, uh, it's a biological thing, and and gender gender is is more of a of a social thing, and it's 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 more fluid, and it's what you what you identify with, yeah. and, and and sex is biological, and there's a difference, and and I understand that sometimes the language can get confusing, but." Let's all stop trying to be scientists for a little while and like let's just look at yeah. the situation for what it is. And the situation is that 
currently as it stands with the new law, whatever gender you identify with, you can use that washroom. And it's making a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah. And what happens when you got a guy on a a grown ass man on a playground who identifies as a six year old girl? Oh, I'm a six year old girl. No, you're a grown man. Get out of here. No, but that's what I identify as. No. So, or if like I said, if I said I identify, I identify as a, as a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> is it this, is it discrimination that Game of Thrones doesn't want to hire me to be on the show as a dragon? Is that discrimination? Oh, they, they it didn't, is, bro. they didn't it hire is. me based off discrimination. I identify as a dragon and I want, I want a scene with, with Daenerys Targaryen. Like I want to be in that. <laughs> she scene. needs to be writing me. Like I, I want to be in that scene. Why? Oh no, dude! No, come but on. see, it's we do illogical. CGI. No, no, but you don't understand. I identify as a dragon, so you don't need CGI. Just hire me. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and it's fucked up because that's another another form of why government shouldn't be deciding things. You know, absolutely. Another perfect example: gay marriage. Do I have anything against it? Hell no. If you want to get married, get fucking married. Now this is the problem, though. See, I'm not overly religious, but I do know that, you know, Christians have their rules. Jewish people have their rules. Muslims have their rules in their religion. And then I think that's unfair for a law to be passed to tell them what to do. And what to believe and how to act and and how to conduct themselves. I agree. So I feel there's always middle ground. You could be like, oh, yeah, gay people get married, but it'll have to be like by, by law or some other religion that, you know, something else. But you can't force. See, that's. People don't find middle ground. Like you can't force you within you wanting to be accepted. You cannot force other people to accept things that they don't accept. See, like exactly, you just have to learn to be different. Exactly, and and it's funny you say that because there's a lot of civil suits stemming from that dilemma yeah. because inherently what you have going on is people saying that. You know, if if they're denied a a a, a bakery service or a, or a clerk service or whatever the case, due to somebody's religious beliefs, well, th- what they're doing is they're suing that person or suing the establishment, saying, "Oh, well, this person is infringing upon my Fourteenth Amendment right." But what what's happening on the back end of that is the people that are getting sued or the organizations that are getting sued, they're they're counter suing, saying. Well, you're infringing upon my First Amendment right, which is freedom of religion. I have the freedom to practice my religion, and I'm practicing it by denying you service. Mm-hmm. Not denying you service in the sense of if, if you're at a hospital, we're, we're going to deny you service and, and let you die. No, we're talking about people that don't want to be a part yeah. of, of, of these marriages because due to you know religious or spiritual reasons, yeah. they don't want to you know, provide a service yeah. to it. Why are we so upset about that? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You have that right. I'll go to somebody yeah. that will, and that's it. Keep it moving. Because I've been to I've been to Christian churches that they're cool with with people that are gay to go there. You know, oh yeah, yeah cool. But they will marry them, and then they'll be, like, hey, you know what? I can't marry you guys. It's not in our religion. We don't believe in that. And you just have to learn to accept it. That's not that they don't like right. you. And there's exactly that's what I was gonna say. There's nothing malicious about that by saying, "Hey, you're welcome in the church. We like having you as members." All of that, yeah. but we just can't do that. It's not what we do. It's not what we believe in. 
And see, and why see, can't people respect that? Yeah, uh, it's hard. And and see, this is coming again. I'm not. I mean, I was born Catholic, but I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm Catholic. I believe in God, but I'm not overly religious. So, to me, I could care less if if a Christian church was to marry. But like, what I'm saying is. It's not fair for someone who that's they're passionate about. You know what I mean? Like, if you were, if 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 you and I were making a song, that's you know, and someone's like, "Oh, make it this way." Well, no, because I want to make it this way. That's something I'm passionate about. You know what right. I mean? So I understand people are passionate about different things. Just like some people are passionate about fishing, and some people are passionate about this. Like, you can't. Ask them to alter, yeah, their rules on on what 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 is what it is that they do because obviously they do it and, right. and they know their rules. So th- that's all, and, and I think that that's kind of what's bad too within like the actually both parties, Republican and Democratic parties. Sometimes they try and decide too much. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed like libertarians that that they're more like the the, the solutions that we're talking about? They that's kind of what they'd be down for. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, meet in the middle. You know, like the whole thing with the abortion thing. Right. Personal I, freedom. Yeah. Personal freedom. You do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. I'm not going to say nothing about what you do. You don't say nothing about what I do. And we get along happy and peaceful and 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 joyful. But um, And that's that. Baby, baby. Yes, sir. I think that's it for today. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you've been hanging with apes. You could check us out on Everywhere. SoundCloud, Facebook, YouTube, AudioApesMusic.com. Our music's on every music outlet you could think of: Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, freaking everything. Everything. Uh, you could donate on our website. You can buy the songs on iTunes. What singles we got out? Uh, big faces. Get biz. Get big. Check it out. Enjoy. Thank you for hanging in with apes. We are out. Peace. Peace.